Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get it going. Waiver Wire, Week 12. What's up, everybody? I'm Faraz. That's Zach. Let's get it popping. Um, we're in the home stretch here. We got, we're only a couple of weeks away from the playoffs. We got a couple guys in the waiver wire that might help you get a win or two. Okay, a couple. A couple guys. All right, yeah. we're gonna get into all of it. Uh, but let's let's just quickly uh, before we get into waiver wire stuff, Zach, did you have any thoughts about last night's game? Uh, it was, you know, not very close. George Kittle looked like, you know, George Kittle, which was nice to see. Um, it was a great matchup, and that's what you wanted to see. At least in a great matchup, Kittle can come through. Yeah. So Kittle looked good. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we had him ranked a little bit higher. I know you, you've been just a little bit higher than most on Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of fantasy. He threw for four touchdowns and looked really good. That was just super efficient. The game wasn't even close, but, you know, that was like a hyper-efficient performance. I, I didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo had four touchdowns in him. I'll be honest. I, I thought maybe two or three was the cap. But four touchdowns? You know, I'll take it. Um, Brad Nayuk, you know, was on the beneficiary of those four touchdown passes. He caught two passes, and they were both touchdowns, so that saved his day for fantasy. But uh, outside of that, Debo Samuel, he had a rushing touchdown. You, you said yesterday when we were talking about the underdog props, you know, it only takes one run for Debo Samuel to, to um, hit that over, the higher, and he did. <laughs> it was actually the longest touchdown, I think, on the ground of his career, they said. That was a stat that was all floating around somewhere. I think it was ESPN. Interesting. But yeah, the, the 49ers yeah, man, are good, um, and the Cardinals did they not. They do. <laughs> are they, listen, man, 49ers are the favorites for me in the NFC. Oh, my God. Uh, we're doing this? Well, you just saw they've been the favorites did? for me. Oh, man. They've been the favorites for me for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. You know, because of the fact that once they got Christian McCaffrey, you know, I was just like, it's it. Like, if everyone stays healthy on this offense, they have a good offensive line. They have a a, game, a a good enough quarterback to get it done. Like he's not gonna do. He, this is probably the last time in his career he's gonna throw with four touchdowns. Mm. Um, and you know this defense is good. You know they have some vulnerabilities in the defense, no doubt about it. Uh, and you know some teams are capable of putting up points against them, but most yeah. aren't. And I I think that you know, listen, man. Um, I like Dallas. You know, I think the Dallas. I would say right now, like, it's going to be close, right, between Dallas mm-hmm. and Philly. Um, but, you know, if I had to choose one team, I'm going to I'm, – I'm going with the 49ers. Here's where – you see, I think where the difference is this. Here's the difference. You know, in ter- and this is not this is not a good argument. You know, if I'm going to try to argue for the 49ers, like, this is not a good one. I but think if Jimmy you're going to pin it on something. Jimmy G is the vulnerability, right? Because we've seen in big moments in the past – where Jimmy G has made a bad decision. And it's happened a couple times in the playoffs, uh, Super Bowl even, right? Missing George Kittle wide open. Like 49ers fans yeah. are never going to forget that one because they could have won that game. And they would have been Super Bowl champions that year if he hit that throw wide open. Kyle check, you know, another one. 
big wide open miss you know what i'm saying and interceptions mm-hmm. like that is the vulnerability there i You're don't exercising think demons here on the podcast <laughs> i don't think that well i mean i'm not even a 49ers fan and i, and I, I know 49 fans listening Dak, you're giving Dak him prescott oh, yeah 100 Dak prescott <laughs> i i don't think he's a guy who i think he'll make the play when you need to jalen hurts you know we haven't seen him in those big big moments yet so that's that remains to be seen but you know that rushing ability like when you need that first down you know what I'm saying? I feel like he can do that for you. But, you know, you never know. Obviously, Jimmy G has been in the big dance. Jalen Hurts hasn't. So, you know, you never know how he's going to perform. We'll see. He yeah. hasn't been in those big moments just yet. But it's going to be interesting to watch, man. The NFC is going to be interesting. The AFC, you know, also like yeah. in a lot of close teams. So the playoffs this year, to me, are very interesting compared to the yeah. last couple of years to me. Like there's some good teams, you know, you don't know who's the favorite, right? The Bills getting some losses and on the on the in the on the AFC side you're like, well, who is it? Right? The Chiefs looking good. You it's know, so the this the Chiefs are the only team that I can say solid, you know, they're a good team. Yeah. You know, they're not going to lose um any games that they shouldn't lose, you know. That's just the way that the Chiefs are. But yeah. just that's that's how it's looking right now. Like as yeah. of right now, as of today, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I'd say yeah. even in the NFL, they're so consistent. Just the way that Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes plays, he's you know obviously the reason that they're playing so well. I, I still think that 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 Chiefs defense is a vulnerability. You know, it could and, be. and that's 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 the only issue. Now, you know, obviously you have a quarterback who can keep up with any team, yep. right? And uh, the, you know they have a couple of weapons now. You know, let's see if Kadarius Tony's hamstring can can get right. You know, for the playoffs, <laughs> and maybe he can do something for them. Who knows? Maybe he can contribute. That would be Maybe. nice because because he did not contribute to fantasy rosters last week. But okay, I digress. I digress. All right. Uh, anything other? Any other notes? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know he did his thing, but again, that ceiling isn't going to be there with Elijah no. Mitchell carrying the ball. And you know he got he, more again, carries. Outperformed Christian McCaffrey. He got more carries than Christian McCaffrey in the run game. He he was not targeted once, but what, what's going to do it for Christian McCaffrey is the receiving game, and at least they're using him there. Seven for seven for 67 yards for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so that is that is what you want to see. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't it, – it, it sucks that he doesn't have that 40 – you know, I'm, I'm saying he doesn't have the 40 point upside. He literally had that like a couple of weeks ago, you know, but that was without Elijah Mitchell in the lineup. That was without Debo Samuel in the lineup. Yeah. I, I think he maybe 40 point upside might be kind of out of reach at this point, but I still think he can have, <laughs> you know, RB one type upside, you know, of course. overall in the week. He, Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. I, I agree. Cause listen, all he had to do was score in this game for him to reach that, you know, 23, 20, 25 point threshold. Yeah. If he scored this game, like he would have had 25 points in this game. You know. Yeah, so that's the thing that's not concerning me. It's because, you know, he had, did he score last week either? I don't think he did. He didn't. He didn't oh, he score did. last week either. He scored once, I guess. Oh, he did? He did? Yeah, 14 oh, okay. for 30 and did. a touchdown on the ground. But, you know, that's he's right. producing. You got that touchdown early, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the floor has not changed, and it's a very high floor for Christian McCaffrey. You're not worried about that. The receiving work is going to be there. Um, Elijah Mitchell's just like we, we talked about. He's just going to be a thorn in the side for Christian McCaffrey managers. But I don't think Christian McCaffrey's value has gone down at all. We know what he can do. And this is still a much better offense than he was on in Carolina. So it didn't necessarily flow through him this week. You know, George Kittle came out, had a big game. Debo Samuel got a rushing touchdown. That easily could have been Christian McCaffrey's. You know, Brandon Ayuk was hyper-efficient with his two catches on two touchdowns. Um, It was just a really good day overall for the offense. But in games where not everything is clicking like this, you know, they're going to be turning to Christian McCaffrey a ton. 
Um, and I it's not like it. they didn't give him plenty of touches uh, last night. You know, when you think about how receptions stack up to carries, you know, technically with the weighted opportunity, that's like 20 touches on the ground there. What he just got in it, terms it, with his volume in, in the passing game. 100%. You're absolutely right about that. And it's funny because like Debo Samuel and him both had seven catches, but Christian McCaffrey ended up out, <laughs> out, out, out performing <laughs> him in the receiving game. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, also, Rondell Moore, dude. Super yeah. disappointing, right? Like, he was coming into this amazing matchup, right? We know San Francisco has been one of the worst teams against slot receivers. That's one of their big vulnerabilities on defense. And Rondell Moore was coming into a good game. It was going to happen. But he had that early, early groin injury. I think it was um, the first play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first play. Absolutely. Yeah. And Greg Dorch came in. <laughs> And did his thing. Up. Nine targets. <laughs> what was it? Nine targets. Uh, I think it was nine targets. Eight nine catches. Targets. Yeah. No, no, nine yeah. catches. Maybe it was ten targets. Yeah, oh, ten targets. Ten targets right nine yeah. catches, 103 yards. Okay. And we'll talk about him. He's on the waiver wire list, obviously. So we'll get to him and we'll talk about a little bit more about him. Uh, but yeah, he's got it done early in the year, you know, when Rondell Moore was missing. Uh, I think Rondell Moore, what did he have? A hamstring injury, I think it was. Uh, uh early I, on. Think, so I think that's what it was, yeah. And the soft tissue injuries. It says to be groin, actually. No, is that well? Now it's, it's a groin. Yeah, is that like it's a, it's a groin in now. the hamstring area? Like I have no idea. The, you don't know where the groin is, bro. I, I know it's a, a basic biology classes. No, so, I, uh, the groin. I'm, I'm just saying just it's general vicinity. You know, like I don't <laughs> well, know. Maybe you, it's like some humongous Zach, hamstring pull Zach, that goes are, all the way up in there. You know, Zach, <laughs> aren't you a gym bro? I thought you Am were I a gym, gym bro? bro. Oh, I'm not a gym bro. I'm just property of the community college gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a gym bro, man. Those you wake up, you wake dude, up so super early. Go to the gym. There are so ah, many guys in the gym, gym that are bigger than me. I, I am not a gym bro right now. Dude. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm okay. I'm try to stay healthy, bro. Like that's me. So I'm gonna try to keep this family friendly. Um, so the groin is like literally like like basically in like your inner thigh. Yeah. Like your it's like basically your inner thigh, uh, above your knee. And that, that, yeah, that's basically your groin. Like, like the closer to get, the closer you get to the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 pretty much what the groin is. Yeah. So that if you if you pull that muscle, you know that that could be something that can keep you out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that kind of yeah, that kind of goes back to your hamstring. Your hamstring kind of wraps around. No. Your, yeah. Your hamstring's in the back. Yeah. And your groin's on the on the on, on the inside. Yeah. Of, of the upper leg, basically. Right. Um. But yeah, dude, like. You know, soft tissue injuries seem to be bothering this this guy. So, I think he's going to miss at least a week, maybe more. So, I would I'm not prioritizing Greg Dortch. Like you'll see where I have him ranked. I think I have him ranked in the top ten, but not you know top five or anything. But right. he's worth picking up because of what he's done early on in the year, and we'll talk about that in a few. Um, but super disappointing. I know a lot of people were going into last night's game with Rondo more left, maybe down a couple points. Just needed him to have a decent game, and didn't come through. It's yeah. brutal. Brutal. Imagine having Rondell Moore yet to play and you're up by a tiny little and, bit. And, and it sucks because Dorch had an amazing game and all those targets would have went Rondell's way. Yeah. To be honest. That could easily have been Rondell Moore's stat line. And I bet he probably adds a touchdown. I don't know. I, I bet mean, he's probably McCoy even throwing, does, but you know. He probably does more with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he probably one. does more with it. It's <laughs> a knee slapper <laughs> right there. It's a good one. I appreciate the humor. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into the waiver wire, man. Let's get it popping. I have Traylon Burks here at number one. Um, so I have Traylon Burks and Paris Campbell at one and two, respectively. All right. Yep. I'll say this: if you want a sure thing, go Paris Campbell. Okay. If you want upside, 
go Traylon Burks. If you want a potential league winner, go Traylon Burks. Potential. That's the keyword here, okay? Here we go. Throw the league winner high... around on the waiver wire. Said you got to. At this point, when, when it comes yeah. to week 11, week 12, there's no other league winners, by the way, on this list. Just, just wanted to say that. Because right. Traylon Burks, he's a first-round he's a, he's a first pick, okay? Uh, you know, he looked really good on Thursday night. He looked really good. Like, he looked really good. And yep. if you're shooting for upside and you want to shoot for a potential alpha wide receiver, you know, this is, you know, that's what he looked like on Thursday. And a lot of, a lot of the times these rookies end up breaking out in the second half of the year. So keep in mind in this game, Burks only ran a route on 66% of dropbacks. So like, yeah, think about his target share, right? Like I would, I'd assume that goes up this week to like 80, 90%. Okay. Uh, he still ended up with a 30% target share. He still ended up getting being targeted on 38% of his routes run. So those type of numbers, like you got to take the plunge on that yeah. one. So if I'm looking for upside at wide receiver, I'm spending 50% of my fab, maybe more. I'm okay blowing the budget on him. It, you know, if I need upside, right? I'm looking at my team. I'm like, listen, this is a solid team, but I don't really have a lot of players who could really put it over the top for me. Um, if that's the case for you and you can use a wide receiver that you can plug into your lineup, you got you got to go for it with Traylon Burks. I would play the odds on this one. Yeah, and, and remember that this is the guy the Titans drafted to just immediately replace, just one for one, A.J. Brown. And, you know, he reminds me a lot of A.J. Brown because he's a yards after the catch guy. And, you, you know, he, he can be a deep threat for them. And this is what they've been lacking, you know, with him out missing a few weeks with that injury. He was out for a pretty long amount of time. He came back finally. Um, after Nick Westbrook Aquino popped off, you know, obviously that was just uh, just a fluke. You know, I'm not saying that. And we we had this discussion yesterday about Deion Jackson. I'm not, you know, crapping on Nick Westbrook Nick Westbrook Aquino because I'm not a football player. But Traylon Burks is obviously so much more talented, and he's going to continue to get the looks in the passing game. Um, he's going to add the dimension that they've been missing, and it's going to be he's going to be much more consistent, you know, at receiver than Nick Westbrook Aquino is going to be as a wide receiver one. And if they can get any type of passing game going in an offense that has Derrick Henry and Dontrell Hilliard hasn't looked bad in the backfield either, you know, as a receiving compliment to Derrick Henry, uh, this offense can be pretty good. You know, they've been missing that passing dimension. If anyone's going to bring it back, it's going to be Traylon Burks. And we talked about it. I mean, Demarcus Robinson is another one of those guys, you know, he's further down the list on the waiver wire that, you know, he could be a potential wide receiver one on an offense. You're not going to find many of those on the waiver wire. Here's another yeah. one in Traylon Burks that has, I think, a whole lot more upside than Demarcus Robinson because, like you said, he's oh, yeah. a first-round pick. His talent profile, his athleticism. I thought that he would have went even a little bit higher maybe in the draft, but, um, you know, because people were comparing him to Debo Samuel. I'm not sure he's Debo Samuel quite. I think he kind of remind, reminds me more of A.J. Brown, but if he's going to step into that role in this Titans offense and they're going to be making a push for the playoffs, you know, potentially the one seed if the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, trip a little bit, I think Traylon Burks should have really nice upside, like you said, and he should be top of the priority for waivers this week. It's it's relatively thin anyway. The way that he was separating on the outside, especially late in that game when he caught that pass to take it, you know, in the, into the red zone, like that was super impressive. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was against Jair Alexander. I could was be it? wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was. Was he wearing the like bright on the sleeves? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But it was, I think it was number 23, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes, that would be. But it was super impressive, you know, and that was one of his knocks. Like, can you separate on the outside? And, you know, he showed that he could on that play. Yeah. Now, like I said, with Paris Campbell, I have him at number two. He's more of a tried and true pickup here. And I was surprised. Like, I can't believe he's available in this many leagues. I wasn't planning on him 
planning on talking about him today. But then I looked at the numbers. I'm like, he's available in uh, so he's only he's rostered on in 54% of sleeper leagues, 40% of Yahoo leagues, and 53% of ESPN leagues. So he's available in a lot of leagues here. Um, And, you know, like we mentioned last week with Matt Ryan, he has been killing it. He had a tough matchup out of the slot this past week against Philly. Coming into that game, they've limited limited slot receivers to bottom 10 in fantasy points among all slot receivers. So he had a he still had a solid outing, five or six targets for 67 yards. And now he goes up against Pittsburgh, which is a great matchup for slot receivers. And he could go, kind of go back to what we've been seeing, you know, with Matt Ryan, with those high reception numbers, even catching the touchdown. Right. Tyler Boyd didn't take advantage of that matchup this week. That is a division game. They kind of know how Tyler Boyd works. So, you know, whatever. Uh, but a lot of other slot wide receivers did their thing before Tyler Boyd saw saw Pittsburgh last week. So this could be a game where Paris Campbell goes back to what he was doing the week before. But the this this performance this past week wasn't that bad. He just no. didn't catch a touchdown. Um, and I'll be happy if this is his floor. You know, if he ha- if he continues to show the upside that he showed uh, the, the previous weeks with Matt Ryan. Yeah, you just hit about everything I was going to say. Up to, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Up to the <laughs> sorry, fact dude. that it was a decent performance last week against a good Philly defense. And I was just like, man, you, you hit it all. Yeah, that's just, sorry, just the truth with Paris Campbell. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, I, I got to leave some for you sometimes. Sometimes I get carried away here. <laughs> no, you're good. I get it 100%. But yeah, with Paris Campbell, I, I'm surprised that he's on waiver wire too. I mean, I would have picked him up if he was on ours. I know you have him, right? Because you are I the do. Paris Campbell truther. Um, I, I, so um, I wasn't surprised I <laughs> to see that. But he has looked really good. You know, with Matt Ryan playing, it has been night and day. Matt Ryan versus Sam Ellinger. And hopefully we don't have to see any more Sam Ellinger the rest of the season. Um, because Matt Ryan is doing much better in terms of fantasy production. Not just for himself, but for the offense overall. And maybe it's Jeff Saturday. Who knows? Maybe that they were just waiting for that coaching change. They were just fed up with Frank Reich. They had enough. And they, they wanted Jeff Saturday to come in and change things. And it seems like he's doing pretty good. You know, he had the Eagles on the ropes. Just Jeff Saturday. We said about this coaching change, how it could elevate the offense a little bit. You know, sometimes we see this happen. Um, I, I'm wondering if we're going to see this kind of taper off, this momentum that they have with Jeff Saturday, you know, coming in as the interim. I, I don't think it's going to as long as Matt Ryan keeps playing, but the offense looks much better. It's going to continue to run through Jonathan Taylor. And if Jonathan Taylor continues to do well, then this passing game is going to be wide open. And I made the comparison couple was it last week or the week before about you know matt ryan he had a big big body receiver in julio jones that's kind of like michael Pittman, and he had a smaller guy but a faster guy in russell gage with and i'm comparing him to paris campbell and russell gage got a lot of targets we've seen this with matt ryan before so if paris campbell's on your wire there's no reason not to pick him up yeah and this might uh, this might be kind of crazy but i'm i'm willing to spend up to 50 50 of my fab on paris campbell at this point of the season um there's not many wide receivers who you can kind of start as a top 24 option moving forward uh and i think he's one of them so you know i I prefer Traylon burks i would spend 50 percent or more on him this week and i think campbell's more of a kind of like a consolation prize but a pretty good one i would say yeah can i get your fab recommendations on these two guys Traylon burks uh I'm good with, you know, spending however much you have, whatever's left. You know, I wouldn't, I don't think you're going to be able to get him with 20 or 25%, maybe even 30% if he's sitting there on the wire. I mean, I'd be be surprised if Traylon Burks wasn't, was actually on the wire maybe, but if he's there, go get him. I'd say drop it all. With Paris Campbell, I think 50 might be a little bit aggressive. I think it is aggressive. I think you could get away maybe with dropping that down to 25 or 30. That would be me. 
I'm not sure the upside is there, like you said, with Paris Campbell that Traylon Burks has. So I don't want to just go blowing it all on the floor guy. But yeah, I hear you. Paris Campbell has looked good. You know, he's one of the tried and true options. Like you said, as long as Matt Rhymes playing, he's going to be a contributor. The only reason he's on the waiver wire is because Sam Ellinger started a couple weeks in a row and it made him look bad. So <laughs> I think right. he'll, he'll be true. fine for you. I, I think he can be a, a value where Traylon Burks are going to have to be spending it all to get him. That's good context. Okay. I got Latavius Murray here at number three. If you badly need a running back, you know, I might prioritize Latavius Murray, you know, who I have here yeah. at number three. Um, you know, if I needed a flex, I'd roll with the wide receivers that I just that we just mentioned before him. Yeah. Uh, but Murray is also kind of more of a short thing than Burks, but I will never prioritize Latavius Murray over Jalen Burks. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, if you're, lo- if you're not looking to leave a little room for Burks, like not coming through, like, it's somewhat clear that it's it's going to be Murray's show at least until Mike Boone is back. And and, and yeah. by the way, you know Boone is eligible to be back in Week 13 from that a high ankle sprain. No word on whether he will come back in Week 13. And by the way, that's next week. It's already Week 12. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently he has been working off to the side during practices lately. Uh, so he's a bit of a stash. Like Mike Boone's a bit of a stash in deep leagues. Uh, you know, maybe Marlon Mack, who gets elevated from the practice squad, joins Murray in a one-two punch potentially. Uh, but I'm moving forward, you know, assuming Murray will get at like at least 65% of the snaps. Um, I don't think he's even crossed 50% of snaps yet this season. Um, and he's going to get most that. of the passing. Yeah. He's going to get most of the passing down work until Boone is back, uh, you know, and goal line work too. So yeah, they have him though, at, they have him at 50% last week. <laughs> gotcha. So before that, it, it was, okay. yeah, before that it was less than 50. So he just hit the 50 threshold. Got it, got it. Okay, good. Um, and I, I would expect that to go up this, this this week, obviously, without Melvin Gordon there. Uh, but his yards per carry over the last three games, uh, 3.29, 2.67, 2.88. Yucky. It's going to be inefficient. It's going to be, like, not pretty. But, you know, he's going to have a goal line roll, and he'll probably – he's been catching some passes out of the backfield, too, and this is with Melvin Gordon being the primary pass catcher in this offense. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to get some work. Yeah, it all comes good. down to opportunity, too. He's going to be a floor option, uh, and there's a lot of them on the waiver wire. But with Latavius Murray, you know, we never really said, and no one would expect him to have any type of ceiling, especially on this Broncos offense. But the Broncos don't score a whole lot of touchdowns, but when they do, it seems like it's going to Latavius Murray. I don't know. This is the way it's felt for me. Um, the passing game has been anemic, and the run game, you know, has pretty much been the only thing maybe that has a little bit of consistency um, because I have a bunch of guys there in the backfield. But with Mike Boone out, Chase Edmonds, uh, he was there. Isn't he injured too? Yeah. The whole yeah, reason yeah. Chase Edmonds has a high ankle sprain, yeah, so he's going to be out for a while. The whole reason we're picking up and playing Latavius Murray is because of that. He, he's going to be a volume guy. I, Imagine the, how much the Broncos wanted to get rid of Melvin Gordon, even though Chase Edmonds had a high ankle sprain. That's like that's got to be pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> they are frustrated. So that's it. He's done there. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I was a little bit surprised by that, even though you know it's like mid season. At least maybe ride it out with them. You know, at this point, because. Right. What do you have to lose? You know, you can have another guy in the backfield. Maybe they just want to, maybe they want to make Latavius Murray the RB1 and give him 25 <laughs> carries a game, you know? Just give us some sort of fantasy relevance. Maybe they're thinking of us and saying, okay, if the passing <laughs> game isn't going to work, we're just going to make Latavius Murray our de facto RB1, and maybe he can be, you know, something fantasy relevant for the guys playing fantasy. But I, I think his floor is going to be what you're picking him up for. There's not much ceiling in this offense. Like I said, it's, Kind of giving me shades of the Texans offense. Not quite as bad as the Texans offense, but they don't score a lot of touchdowns. So Latavius Murray's upside is going to be kept big in that way. He gets Carolina this week, which you know is a game that he can get some volume in. 
Uh, but then he has Baltimore and then Kansas City. So not the most amazing amazing matchups after Carolina. Right. I, and I'm not spending up on Murray. Like I'm no. probably going 20 to 25% max personally. Yeah. That's if you need a running back, I think. That's if you need a running back. Yeah, If exactly. you need a running back like me in my one league, I need a running yeah. back. But yep. I'm looking at all, all the waivers, you know, playing in a competitive league. None of these guys are available. So we'll see. It's funny because I have I have zero fab left in the league that we're playing in. Yeah. I picked up Samaji Piran before that game. <laughs> and I picked up right. Greg Dorch before last night's game. You you so you have, did you see these injuries coming? I didn't see him coming, but I was just Dr. like, hey, who's, av- who's available? Are you, are you, is there some foul play here? <laughs> You're causing some injuries here? Listen, man, I am not. I, 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 don't, right. I, don't, I don't wish injury upon nobody. And I don't, I don't practice voodoo. Right. But I just, uh, you know, I just play the odds. From now That's on, you need to tweet out your waiver wire ads, your pickups <laughs> right before the game. That's true. I did. <laughs> I know. Watson. And uh, well, no, I dropped Pacheco, so that didn't work out. I'm still, I'm gonna hold on to that forever. By the way, yeah, I'm not, I'm gonna hold course. on to it forever. Anyway, <laughs> all right, I got Samaji P right here at number four. I'd rather start, even though Latavius Murray, you know, it's tough. Latavius Murray is probably a decent start too against mm. probably a better start against Carolina than Samaji is against Tennessee. I don't know, it's close for me. I might want to start P right over him, even in a tougher matchup. But you might only get him for one week. You might even not. Because Mixon, yeah. Mixon's in the concussion protocol right now. The chance, chances are that Mixon's going to miss this week, but there's a chance that he can make it through concussion protocol, and we'll see. But you're not going to find out, so you're going to have to pick him up. I wouldn't spend a, a whole lot of fab or anything like that, but if Mixon does miss, I would assume that he will play like 70% of snaps at least. Uh, he'll have a better role than Mixon had because he'll actually like not come off the field during yeah. passing downs in two-minute situations. He's obviously not the better talent, but the role will be better because he'll get the Mixon role plus the Piran role. Uh, yeah. But the downside of this is that he's going up against Tennessee, like I mentioned, which is one of the toughest matchups for running backs when it comes to fantasy. Um, he's still going to be like a top 15, 16 running back play for me this week because of the likely usage in the pass game. The Titans have given up the third most receptions to running back this season, so that's kind of where the hope lies for me and yeah. potential goal line, goal line carries and that sort of thing. Um, because the, the, um, the Bengals are going to be able to uh, pass the ball against this Titan secondary. So there could be some goal line opportunities for him. Yeah. And that's pretty much where the value lies. This is going to be a one week rental at best with some Andre yeah. P Ryan. And we have the short term tag on him for that reason. But um, if Jamar chase would come back maybe this week, you know, does Samaje P Ryan become not as appealing of a play? I mean, I don't know. More appealing. It could be. You think more appealing? Yeah, because I guess the, so. The, for for a running back, it's like the better the offense, the better for me. You know, yeah. it's like especially if you know they're the goal line guy. So Jamar Chase coming back, that would be. I would pref, I would play Samaji over Latavius, and I, I'm assuming that Jamar Chase is back. Um, they just cut Mike Thomas, um, and, so that's that. And I would assume that they did that to make room for to, to make Chase. room for uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's true. I guess if the offense is better, that means more red zone trips, more opportunities in that light. And we know Samaje Piran makes a killing running at that right pylon. So, we, you know. <laughs> the uh, right pylon is his best friend. May, yeah, maybe. I guess if Jamar Chase comes back, it wouldn't really affect his value. But this is going to be one-week rental. I think that his value is going to come from the passing game, you know, catching passes. It might be tough sledding, like you said, against a, a tough defensive front in Tennessee. Samaje Piran, he, I, I don't really have him down as like – this fantastic runner 
I mean, I, I've watched him play. He can run after yeah. the catch, but okay. I, I don't think he's going to make much money between the tackles this week. No, not this week. No, no not against Tennessee. Right. Uh, but he's he's a decent, decent RB2 start for you. Um, Deshaun Watson, I have him here at number five because it's getting close now. And if mm-hmm. you need a quarterback, Deshaun Watson is available. Go get him. He's eligible to return week 13, which is not this week, but next week. So yeah. you just have to wait one more week before you can start him against Houston. He is top five upside for the best of the season once he starts. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy, you know, obviously like guy like Joe Burrow, you know, he's like, you know, he's in that top five. Deshaun Watson could be right around that. That's his upside. Who knows if that's going to happen or not? He hasn't played football in a while. So this yeah. isn't a slam dunk, but it's a shot at upside, right? Like you picked up Justin Fields for a reason. Deshaun Watson, you know, the same you reason. want to pick him up as well. Yeah. With Deshaun Watson, if Jacoby Brissett can have big fancy days, which he had last week, you know, against yeah. the Bills He's of all teams. three touchdowns. Yeah, against the Bills of all teams. Granted, it was yeah. in garbage time. If Jacoby Brissett can do that, Deshaun Watson can do that because there's still plenty of weapons on this offense. And Deshaun Watson, I think, more so than, you know, being in a better situation um, in Cleveland than he was in Houston. Deshaun Watson's, you know, return to football, I think is going to raise this offense, especially guys like Amari Cooper and Diamond Peoples-Jones, to a new level. Maybe even David Njoku. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm more excited about his return for the rest of his rest of the offense than I am for his actually coming back to the game. But as a quarterback himself, you know, you definitely want to pick him up. I would be genuinely surprised if he's not on somebody's team already at this point you know, with his return so close, um, especially in competitive leagues. But I know in a couple of my other leagues, you know, I've had – we have teams that are just holding on to him. They've been holding on to him since week yeah. one, just waiting for him Crazy. to come back. Yeah. What a waste. What a waste of a <laughs> roster spot. Yeah. Um, But I'll say this, though. Like, in a lot of one-quarterback leagues, he's not he's not rostered. He's less than 50% roster on every platform that I've seen so far. Um, So he's definitely going to be available in some leagues. So just keep an eye on that if you were – you know, starting guys like, you know, Geno Smith or, you know, that tier of quarterbacks, even Kyler Murray, you know, those guys. Donovan yeah. Peoples-Jones at number six, a guy who could benefit from Deshaun Watson coming back even more. He's already shown a serious floor. Uh, speaking of floor, Michael Florio tweeted out <laughs> yesterday that Peoples – that was kind of corny. Tweeted out yesterday <laughs> that Peoples-Jones is the only receiver to have at least 50 yards in seven games since week four. It's kind of a cherry pick stat, but it's true. Yeah. And with Watson coming back, there might be some untapped uh, upside there. So yeah, he's been as consistent as they come, regardless. So I'm I'm pretty happy about this. Yeah, he's done this in matchups against tough defenses, you know, against New England and against relatively bad defenses. You know, I don't want to call Cincinnati bad defense, but Atlanta. You know, Miami isn't a bad defense, but he had yards against them, and just recently against Buffalo. So he's matchup proof. You know. He, he, it doesn't matter who he plays, where he plays. I'm like Amari Cooper. You know, he's been the anti-Amari Cooper. He's been so reliable, but he just doesn't have the upside. But, you know, if that's exactly what you're looking for in a waiver wire pickup receiver, he's going to be able to get it done for you each week. And he's continued to get better. His fantasy output has gone up the last four weeks. Granted, that range has only been from 11 points to 17 points. But, you know, he caught a touchdown, which is really, you know, promising. It was his first of the season. So if he's getting this type of run with Jacoby Brissett, Detroit Watson could come back and distribute it even more. I, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones could be in. You know, he could be a solid, I think, wide receiver three, um, potentially low-end wide receiver two upside each week with Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's what he's had. But 100%. 100%. Uh, and he finally caught a touchdown too, which was nice. Yeah. And then Demarcus Robinson, you mentioned him. Uh, we spoke about him yesterday too. 
caught nine of nine targets from Lamar Jackson yesterday for 120. I'm sorry, on Sunday for 128 yards. Uh, clearly Lamar's favorite target in that game. Um, yeah. Obviously, that will you know that will be Mark Andrews most weeks. Uh, but outside of Andrews, with without Rashad Bateman, if Robinson is the guy that Lamar trusts, there's some upside here, uh, especially when you consider his schedule and especially his playoff schedule. He had Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh weeks 15, 16, and 17. That's a great. Yeah. That's a, that, those are three great matchups right there. So, if this works out, if Demarcus Robinson becomes his go-to wide receiver, then you want him on your roster. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. You, we play this game with every position group on the Ravens except for quarterback. The running backs, it's just you know flavor of the week. Receivers, it's flavor of the week. It's just who's it going to be this week that's going to be on the waiver wire? Because before it's Devin Duvernay, now it's Demarcus Robinson. With running backs, it's Gus Edwards, it's J.K. Dobbins, it's Kenyon Drake. These skill position players in Baltimore don't tend to get a whole lot of run week to week. Um, and I'm not sure why that would be. The only player that continually gets that type of production would be Mark Andrews. But, you know, you're just going to ride with a hot hand. If Demarcus Robinson's coming off a performance, you know, where he caught nine to nine passes for 100 some yards, why wouldn't you, Adam? You know, take a shot. It's just a stab in the dark to see maybe, you know, if he can get a little traction in this offense because it was really windy. You know, the weather conditions weren't ideal. And that was kind of playing into the low scoring affair that was granted that. Panthers defense is actually pretty good. Um, maybe you get this team in a better situation weather-wise, you know, and we know what the offense can be with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. The ceiling is, you know, sky high. Um, it could be a better week. We could see uh, a few more promising performances from Demarcus Robinson. I'm not saying that he's going to continue to have this type of production, but if anybody is going to have a shot to do it, you know, it's going to be one, either Demarcus Robinson or Devin Duvernay. And like I said, if Demarcus Robinson has one good week, you know, who's to say he doesn't build on that in the next week or at least have something similar, some some nice floor the next week after that. I, he's a waiver wire pickup. That's why he's on the waiver wire. You know, it's going to be uh, a little – his production is going to fluctuate, but he he should be a nice he, – he'll be a nice ad for you. I, I would say so. You, you never know. Like, maybe he just doesn't do anything for the rest of the season. Like, that's very possible too because yeah, he's had he's – he's been in the league for a couple of years now. And it doesn't happen that often where a random dude. Remember, this guy was with Patrick Mahomes. Remember that yeah. guy? He was with that guy. So yeah. uh, if he ain't going to do it with Patrick Mahomes, he might not do it with Lamar either. So just keep that in mind. But Lamar might favor him. You never yeah. know. This is Demarcus Robinson, who's been with two of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, Patrick Mahomes just, and Lamar Jackson. Just imagine if that was DJ Moore. Think about the, the quarterbacks DJ Moore has been with. Or some of these other receivers, you know, that have just been stuck in bad situations. Like Terry McLaurin. I mean, I... Taylor Heineke's look good, but just like Demarcus Robinson's had some good luck at quarterback, you know, as far as he's throwing him the ball. 100%. Greg Dortch, got him at number eight here. We talked about him already, but if you, if you weren't here for the beginning of the podcast, uh, Ronda Moore left super early with a groin injury. Greg Dortch came in for him and, you know, did his thing. And he did what he was doing early in the season before Moore was ready to come back. Uh, and, and that's he produced, man. Like it was a great matchup out of the slot, which is one of the reasons why I love Rondale this week, like I mentioned. But you know, he caught George caught nine of ten targets for 103 yards. You know, can that continue with Hollywood coming back next week? Maybe not, but we also have to remember that there's no Zach Ertz, right? So yeah. there can be some targets available for the slot receiver on this offense, a, a position that this team has shown that they want to target and want to feature. Um, number one, number two, they pass the ball more than any other team, you know, and they, they run so many plays. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. 
So I'm, I'm picking up Greg Dorch where I can. Uh, if these other wide receivers aren't available or as solid consolation prize, you probably don't have to spend too much to get them. And he could be solid in PPR leagues moving forward. Um, like early in the year, like you look at what the games he had, like he had a game where he caught seven of nine, another game where he caught nine of 10. So this is his second nine of 10 this year. And yep. so there's reason to believe that he can be solid while Rondell's out. So, and this is a soft tissue injury. No idea how long Rondell will be out for. Um, but like I said before, I'm assuming he's going to miss at least one game, maybe more. Yeah. And that's the problem with Rondell Moore. We know he can be, but he seems to always get injured already. And he's been, his career is very young. You know, you look at the way that he's been injured, the games that he's missed, it's been disappointing. Um, but Greg Dortch, I'm not so sure I would have him higher than maybe Darius Slayton at this point, just because Marquise Brown is coming back next week. Yeah. I, I think that. that Marquise Brown is going to get his targets, you know, obviously with Kyler Murray coming back too. That's two big pieces in this offense. Obviously, Kyler Murray coming back would help Greg Dortch regardless. But with Marquise Brown coming back, uh, DeAndre Hopkins there, I guess maybe Trey McBride and Greg Dortch can duke it out to see who could get more targets, you know, next week. But I, I think that maybe this is going to be a more top-heavy distribution now, um, that the two biggest playmakers on this offense are going to be featured with Kyler Murray on the field at the same time for the first time this season. So I think we'll see that, you know, at least for a week or two. Maybe Greg Dorch will continue to rotate in, but with Darius Slayton, who else do the Giants have? I, I would put him maybe – we have him at nine on this list, but I'll maybe put him over Greg Dorch just because his yeah. workload might be a little bit more locked in. I can see that. Um, now, there is a possibility uh, that Kyler does not play next week either. They have the they have the week 13 bye. Yeah. So they might hold him out another week. He can keep playing Call of Duty, and then he'll be back. He could be back week 14. Yeah. Um, and that's – you know, I'll be even hesitant to start Hollywood next week. You know, um, you know, even though the rules are you start your studs. Yeah. Um, depending on who you have and depending on who you've been playing in Hollywood's place, you know, you might have other options. And just saying, without Kyler, I'm not sure I'll do it. With Kyler, though, yeah, well, easy start. Easy. Yeah. Easy start. Um, Colt McCoy looked more like Colt McCoy than he did I know. last week. And that's to be expected. You know, you go from the Rams defense, which has a couple playmakers, to the 49ers defense, which is just all playmakers. So did you did you see before the game? Uh like they they, they had GBG walking in, Rico Suave. Yeah. yeah. And then like they just cut to Colt McCoy right after that. Like <laughs> did, dude. Was the camera bad? I don't know if it was just maybe the person that was recording it on their TV, I think that's but his, his face, face looks so red. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, dude. And you know, you don't want to pick on him, but it's like you know, Follow, how do you like follow up been, Jimmy Garoppolo? Like he's been right? getting after it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's hot in Mexico, man. It's hot. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Mag Hollins, I got him at number ten here. This might be a little um, too early. Like, what's? I can't think of the word. I'm I'm going blank here. Um, I might, I, you know, this, this. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have him at ten here, but like he saw nine targets this past week against Denver. Right? It's a tough matchup, uh, and it was a tough matchup. He still put up six fifty two. He's a flex play at best. Doesn't have a ton of upside. Uh, but like this upcoming week, you, you know, if you're in a deeper league, I'd say Seattle would likely put up points this week against the Raiders. And that would be a good game script for him. Similar yep. situation against the Chargers in week 12. I'm sorry, in week 13, the week after. So two potentially good game scripts for Matt Collins. After a game, he saw nine targets. If you can't get any of these other wide receivers we just mentioned, sure, go for it. Start when you flex. Yeah, just roll the dice because, like you said, he is getting the targets. Devontae Adams is going to be the guy for the Raiders. Devontae obviously. Adams getting it done against yeah. Denver with was, Derek Carr. 
<laughs> of course, in the games where Derek Carr has amazing matchups, he cannot get it done. In games where it's like the toughest matchup. And were they, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, they play in Denver. Right? Yeah, it was in Denver. Yeah. So this is up where that air is thin. The wind is blowing. It's like, dude, I don't understand. Derek uh, I don't know. Weirdest, the weirdest guy. Yeah. Um, He's doing anyway. his job, though, these past three weeks with Devontae Adams. At least he's throwing him the ball. Devontae Adams, uh, yeah, I think, leads is. all receivers in touchdown catches. And yes, he does. Not very, is it not very close? I don't think it is. I, I think he has a two or touch, two or three touchdown lead, I think, on the next guy. Devontae but, but I don't know. Good. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good wide receiver. Did you hear the they, r- rumors floating around like the Packers and the Raiders will swap quarterbacks this offseason in a trade? That Derek Carr that, gets set. I haven't heard that. No. There's a rumor going around right now that they'll swap them like Aaron oh Rodgers God. for Derek Carr in a third <laughs> or something like that. That would could be you, amazing. That could would you be imagine amazing. that? That would I be could. ridiculous. I would be dumping all of my Christian Washington shares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a rumor. It's something that I heard. I don't know if anybody else has heard it, but that would be uh, interesting. But of course, you know, if you're the Raiders, you're already looking at the offseason. The Packers like, right, fans what? would be so upset. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, maybe that's enough to keep Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the game. Aaron Rodgers having a rough go of it. I think there's a good chance that he retires, you know, just calls it. But maybe the temptation of reuniting with Devontae Adams after Derek Carr reunited with Devontae Adams, you know, in in a good market, you know, obviously Las Vegas. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But that was just a rumor I heard. I was wondering if you heard that. No, that'd be cool, though. Um, I got Nico Collins here at number 11. The Texans might be benching Davis Mills. And moving to Kyle Allen. Um, not sure if that's a good thing or not, but not sure it could be worse than what yeah. we've seen so far this year. Um, a little bit of hope for Damian Pierce as well. But Nico Collins caught five for 49, five for 48 the last two games, seven and 10 targets respectively, caught a touchdown in week 10 against the Giants. So this team could be chasing points uh, against Miami. So again, one of those guys that, you know, sure. Throw yeah. me a lineup in your flex. What the heck? See what happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. With Davis Mills, <laughs> I w- I had hope coming into the season that maybe he'd be able to do something, but it hasn't been the case. This offense is no. just horrific. And you say if Kyle Allen comes in, why not? You know, who else do they have? They have anybody else at quarterback? Anybody? You know, like just to give them a shot. Nobody. Does. I-, I think I think it's a little bit you know ridiculous to keep rolling with Davis Mills and not see what you have with anybody else on the team at this point because they're what one eight and one. They've won nine and yeah. one now. I might don't know. As well. And, and they well. just got smoked by Washington. And Washington isn't a bad team, but it's just, you know, they got smoked. The final score doesn't tell you um, how that game went. The offense is just horrific with Davis Mills under center. So maybe give him a chance, like you said. Maybe just give us some hope for Damian Pierce that this offense can be a little bit better than it's been these past few weeks. And just, and just a side note, um, uh, also, like, the Jets might make a quarterback change as well. Um, yeah. You know, like they might be Jets, moving. Yeah. I, it's a good chance that Zach Wilson gets benched this week for either Joe Flacco or Mike White. Mike White was right. moved to number two in the depth chart a couple weeks ago. Um and I heard I have a well I have a source yeah. that Mike White might be the quarterback over Joe Flacco this week. But you you never know because the thing is is this the Jets are in a position where they're making a playoff run here. And do they want the veteran? Or they want to do they want to go with another experiment in Mike White? They want to know what they have in Mike White because of the fact that um they would have yeah. to pay him. Like, do they want to have him as their backup next year? Flacco's gonna be gone. 
do yeah. they want to pay Mike White next year to be the backup? And that's what they're trying to figure out. However, are you trying to win games or are you trying to figure out if Mike White's going to be a backup next year? Right? So that's yeah. that's that's the um that's the thing. And he was number 2 really because he gets more reps in practice. Mm-hmm. Um but I have a feeling that even though that's that that's what I heard, I still have a feeling that they're going to go Joe Flacco. It's interesting with the Jets to be in a situation where you have to make this decision about your quarterback, but you're in position for a playoff spot. It's like, have you we seen this start before? Zach. You can't start Zach. You cannot. He's been, he was yeah. absolutely atrocious last week. As, there, was, he, there was a wide open touchdown to Denzel Mims coming out the slot or coming out the outside, I remember, in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. Wide open. Yeah. Completely missed him. Just I just scrambled. I couldn't believe it. One of the stats of the week for me is how do you only have two yards of offense? In the second, in the half. second half, yeah, on seven Absolutely drives, terrible. like how bad was that game? <laughs> it, I mean, the fact that it came down to a punt return, you know, tells you not only was the Jets' offense bad, but the Patriots' offense was bad. So it's just like, I, I, well, the, the Jets have a better defense the, than the does Patriots. It say more about the defenses, maybe, but it, it, the, the Jets have a better defense than the Patriots. So I get it. Matt Jones isn't that good either, but like the Jets, like they had opportunities in that game. They could they could have made some plays. Um, I'll say this though: if Joe Flacco becomes a quarterback, this whole offense takes a step forward, right? You gotta you gotta bump yeah. up everybody. You know, you bump yeah. up Garrett Wilson, bump up Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore also didn't run as many routes, so Garrett Wilson would be the main beneficiary here. And we saw don't, that he had a couple big games with Flacco early in the year. Don't forget about running backs either, Michael Carter. Yeah, you know, if Joe true. Flacco comes in, remember how much how many times he's targeting the, he's these peppering running backs? Them. Yeah, uh, it true. was it wasn't peppering. This was just full on dump the seasoning <laughs> thing on them. You know, like <laughs> they just got all the targets. So definitely, if you have Michael Carter and Joe Flacco ends up being quarterback, I'd I'd fire him up as an RB two. Hundred percent. Great point. Great point. Okay, let's continue with these waiver wire rankings. Uh, Alexander Madison at twelve. We don't need to talk too much about him. He's he's like the best handcuff that's available in most leagues right now. Yep. Just in case Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Juwan Johnson at 13, um, five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Not a great matchup this week, but he has a good matchup in week 13 against Tampa. You can still start him this week, too, if you need to. Yeah. James Cook at number 14. Uh, the Bills really went with a run-heavy approach against the Browns. Uh, both Devin Singletary and James Cook totaled 29 carries. Uh, they both had exactly 86 rushing yards each, but Cook was able to do it on only 11 carries. So... It's cool that Cook got those carries, right? He got those 11 carries on only 16 snaps. Okay, yeah. he, It's not like his playing time was like crazy. It was only 25% of snaps for him. No, nothing too notable. But the notable thing is that he does look good, and he has been looking good. And I'm hoping they can eventually feature this guy. I don't yeah. know if it's going to happen. But, um, you know, they also have a guy, Naheem Hines, who they're not giving snaps to just yet, right? Naheem Hines might not let James Cook get that role so quickly, but it is possible. They traded for Naheem Hines. But James Cook has just looked better lately, right? Right, and he's taken a step forward. And you know, James Cook is like, I better, I, I better step my game up if I want, if I don't want Naheem Hines to take my job. And it's possible that he has done that because they're giving him carries in the run game as well. Um, yeah. You know, it looks like Singletary is going to continue to be the guy. Like if I had to bet on it right now, but I think the the way that the Bills have tried to work Cook in over the last couple of games, I do want to roster him. It kind of reminds me of the Rashad White situation earlier earlier in the year. Yeah. So a couple of things about this Bill's backfield. James Cook looked great. And like you said, I would love to see him featured at some point, you know, maybe as early as next year. I don't know what the whole acquiring Naeem Hines thing was about. If 
They're going to give him one carry? And he took it it's for what was three it? Negative, games. Was it negative eight yards that he ran yeah, for it's on been one three carry? games now. So, yeah, I don't know what that's about. That move doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but why would you add a player not to use them? So what that looks like moving forward, if he's going to be on the team, I'm not sure what his contract situation looks like. But if you want to talk about Dynasty, Devin Singletary's contract is up this year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Maybe James Cook, if he shows out enough, you know, this this season, the rest of the way, maybe he gets some run next season. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if Devin Singletary is not around, maybe they hand the keys to James Cook. You know, in an offense that's this good, he can, you know, learn on the job. You know, it, it's and, not going to be gonna be confusing. It's going to be confusing because the Hema Hines is going to be there too. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so that's what I'm it's saying. Going to be confusing, but but James Cook, you know, he's looked good. I, I'm just rooting for him because, you know, he, he's a rookie and we, ha- we had him pretty high. We're pretty high on him coming into, yeah. the, coming into the season. Player. Yeah. So he looks good. And, you know, brother of Dalvin Cook, you know, there's name value there. We see that a couple of times. I, I just things could work out for him in the long run. Right now, you know, he's kind of buried. Um, long run, I, I like him a lot. His his stock could go up if you know maybe Devin Singletary wouldn't be with the team next next season. I got OBJ at number fifteen here. Um, you know, it seems like according to reports, he's narrowed it down to the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, he would probably become the wide receiver one on the Giants if he were to sign with them. Yep. But you probably have to wait a few weeks for that to happen, right? Um, yeah. Most likely, it's gonna they're gonna he's gonna meet with them after Thanksgiving. And just so happens that the Cowboys and the Giants are playing each other on Thanksgiving. So it's very yeah. possible that whoever wins this game is who Odell will go with because there's no doubt that he's trying to ring chase here as yeah. well. Um, maybe maybe he just goes to the Thanksgiving game, you know, eats his turkey on the sideline, talks it up with Jerry Jones, talks it up with, I don't know, the Giants owner, but whoever Giants owner is. Mara. And, yeah. The Mara family. Yeah. So talk it up with them. Just have the discussion there. Everyone's going to be in one place. You know, screw flying from exactly. New York to Dallas. Just go to Dallas. And then while you're there, you know, maybe just sign a contract and stay Listen, there. Listen, man, if you go to <laughs> Dallas, there's no way Jerry Jones is letting you leave. Yeah. You know true. what I'm saying? In that place, Jerry Jones is going to wine and dine and do whatever he can to have you sign with them. You know how much Jerry Jones loves these big, fla- big splash signings. You yeah, know what I mean? He He's, does. There's no way. O- OBJ better stay. If he, want, if he really wants a true shot, a true fair shot, he better stay the hell away from Dallas. <laughs> that day yeah i'm sure because jerry jones be is going to cancel jerry jones is going to cancel his flight you know if he's yeah. trying to get out of there he's not going to be he's going to be held hostage until he signs on the dotted line yeah but the um, one thing i saw i watched a video somewhere it, it was undisputed you know skip bayless i watched him and he says you know obviously he's a little bit closer with jerry jones than most of us but he yeah. said and this is something i could totally see happening is that jerry jones could look at the demolition the cowboys laid on the vikings and be like i have everything i need right here and you know that he doesn't need to go sign another receiver. Why do we need to go spend more money when, you know, Jerry Jones has been a homegrown guy. You know, they draft a lot of their players. They don't go out in free agency much. He could look at it that way and just be like, you know, we don't need him. And if the Giants are going to, you know, up their bidding price, maybe Jerry Jones just lays off, which kind of scares me because I think Odo Beckham would be a really good ad for Dallas. But I kind of feel like he's not going to be that expensive. I don't think he's going to be too expensive either. But, you know, the Giants I feel like at this he's going to sign a deal for like, I feel like he's going to sign a deal for like five mil. That would be, that. I would be so happy with that. You know, I, I heard people going around saying he's going to be 10 mil. I was like, no, <laughs> no I don't way think you're going to so, get man. that. I don't think so. I mean, Coming up t- to ACL, yeah. you're like, I don't think so, dude. And, you know, I, I get it, Like, but there's only two teams bidding here. 
Right. And I'm not sure Pretty the much. Giants are the type of team that is, are going to like break the bank for them. Well, you, so. you t- talk about the Niners being another team. Maybe you know there are five teams. The Niners don't need them. There's no reason to no, add him. Them. The they're, Chiefs. They're the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes are fine. You know you can add a shiny new toy if you want, but they don't need right. him. And I no, forget no. there's one other team that he was thinking about. Was it the Rams? You know, that maybe he'll just go back there, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. That's not going to happen. He is that's going terrible. to sign, though. He's going to sign in the next week or two, probably. Yeah. We got Jerry McKinnon at number 16. Uh, he's like just a PPR running back. You can put on your bench. If you're in a pinch, you can throw him in. Last week, he couldn't get it. He, he couldn't get anything going because he just couldn't. And, but like, but other weeks, like he might have, you know, eight to 10 points in PPR. You never know. And he's yep. used around the goal line at times as well, uh, in terms of like the passing game. Right. And then Tyler Algier at number 17. Uh, him and Cordell Patterson pretty much got the same amount of opportunity last week in the run game out of the backfield, one two punch. So Patterson, uh, you know, is the 1A there just because he'll probably be preferred at the goal line. But Algier, you know, is getting a similar amount of opportunity. If that stays the same throughout the rest of the season, then, you know, you got yourself a little bit of a, like RB3, high-end RB3 that you can plug in if you have to, if you're desperate. Yeah. And then you got Jamison Williams, who's de- who just got designated to return off the IR. He's practicing now. Um, and his head coach said that he'll be back in December. When in December? We have no idea. But <laughs> that, That's a uh, very loose. <laughs> you can still <laughs> put him on your IR. Like he can, He's still eligible for your IR spot. Even though he was designated to return off the IR, uh, you can still put him in the IR, which is yeah. which is good, um, so that you don't have to necessarily waste a bench spot. But I would assume that if your league has an IR, someone probably would have already put him on there. But I think at this point, you know, if you have a deep enough bench, you can stash Jamison Williams. Remember, November is a short month, you know, so December's here in a in a few days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> November is a short month. Yeah, now James, Jamison Williams, this is just a dart throw. And he could be a really yes. good one, you know. Uh, boom bust. Yeah, boom bust. And I don't think there's this, this is one year. of those moves. For this, this year, is, boom bust. Yeah. This is one of those moves where there is no, absolutely zero risk associated with just picking him up. Who do you think has more upside, Jameson Williams or Odell? For this season? Yeah. Odell. Yeah, Odell by mile, I think. Especially if he goes to Dallas. If he goes to New York, I don't want to bet on an injury. But that turf has just been eating guys alive. So I don't know if he, he I don't think he goes to New York, but um, I think Odell is a safer bet. Assuming he goes to Dallas, you know, over James. Safer Williams. bet, yeah. yeah. But who has more upside? Would you, you still say Odell? In, I, I would in, say Jameson. In, on a single game basis? Yeah, single game yeah, basis. Yeah, single game basis? I guess, yes, Jameson Williams. But if you're talking about upside for this season, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., he's going to start more games. I, I, I got so you. that's what it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I feel you. He, he, he'll probably start practicing with a team, like maybe even next week. Yeah, right? like if if he signs like let's say he signs on like Saturday, he can yep. he can start practicing on Tuesday, mm-hmm. on Monday, right? Um, so yeah, but I I do like Jameson as a stash, you know, as for a team who you know is already making the playoffs and just to see what they have in there because he's a very talented player. He can get over the top. This team is lacking a target like that. Um, you know, outside of Amara St. Brown, they don't really have anybody else. So yeah, you know, he would be welcome on that team. Um, Randall Cobb, I have here, you know, as a desperate wide receiver, PPR wide receiver, if you want to add, if you need it, uh, he went six for six for 73 yards against Tennessee on Thursday night. And he got hurt in week six against the Jets. But the week before that, in week five, he had 13 targets, seven catches, 99 yards against the Giants. And he don't bet on him staying healthy. You know, he might be able to spot start at him before. I don't want to say before he gets hurt. 
I hate saying things like that, but yeah, um, you know, he's it's one of those things where like if you really need a wide receiver in PPR leagues, I think Cobb, you know, he, he's a good bet to like have a decent game, um, you know, among all the wide receivers who are readily available in leagues. Yeah, right, Randall Cobb, just because you know the Aaron Rodgers to Randall Cobb connection used to be like magic, but now you know he's in the twilight of his career. Um, he's going to be able to do some things, you know, just because this Packers receiving room outside of Christian Watson now and Alan Lazard, you know, it's pretty thin. And Christian Watson's good. Alan Lazard isn't a talent that's going to be, you know, taking too much away from Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb will get on the field enough to be relevant, at least. And that's what all you're looking for at this back half of the waiver wire. You know, that's all you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. And then Kyron Williams, I have him here at number 20. He led the snaps, uh, led the Rams in snaps, uh, 55% of snaps. Um, it was Cam Akers who led the backfield in carries, but Karen was still involved there. He had seven carries. He had one target. But the one target, you know, is a little bit more context behind that because he ran around on 67% of dropbacks, uh, which is a big a big number. So assuming the Rams are going to be continuing to lose, if he's still also involved on early downs, he could be a decent stash. Not a priority stash at all. But if, you know, all these other options are, are dried up on the waiver wire, he's somebody that you can throw on at the end of the bench and see what happens this week because every single week his snaps have been going up. Maybe he goes yeah. up even more. And then he gets to the point where, like, he reaches, like, 65%, right? Yeah. Maybe 70. I think that's pushing it, honestly. Pers- like, personally, I wouldn't expect that to happen. But you never right. know with Sean McVay, uh, judging by how much he doesn't like these other running backs. Um, even on a bad offense, that kind of opportunity can come through for you and then become fantasy relevant. So yeah. that's pretty much it. We, we talked Kyron. about Kyron Williams yesterday being the only running back in Los Angeles that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll much. see. Um, the other guys, the jury's out on them pretty much. Is, is not is not still out. The jury has decided that, you know, they suck. Maybe for yeah. fantasy purposes. But Kyron Williams, you know, jury's still out. We'll and at least in, um, in Sean McVay's eyes, too. Like, he's, he, he, yeah, he, he's not he's happy with you. those guys. He I tried to trade away cam makers and nobody wanted him. I think Daryl Henderson's better than the usage he's been getting. But, you know, that's I just agree. the way it goes. But... I agree. I in agree. I'm fantasy, surprised that yeah. he last last year he was getting 90 percent of snaps, you know, and yep. doing his thing. But you know, it is what it is. Okay, um, you know, a couple of random guys that you can potentially pick up. Mike Boone, you can stash him if you want to. Deep leagues. Uh, Terrace Marshall, you know, he 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 had he led the team in receiving this past week, even with Baker Mayfield. Maybe Sam Darnold comes in at some point. Who knows? Maybe. But Terrace Marshall, he's a highly touted rookie, a highly touted second year, but basically a rookie because he hardly got any playing time last year. Um, could continue to do some things. So he's somebody you can pick up. Um, a little bit of a sleeper for week 12. Um, so, you know, Jarvis Landry, he's come back. He caught a touchdown this past week. And I think the Saints are, yeah, the Saints are going up against four, the 49ers this week. So we talked about that slot, right? And Jarvis Landry ran almost exclusively out of the slot this past week. So, right. uh, you know, he has a little bit of, uh, you know, he comes into play a little bit now, especially, you know, now that he's back, he caught the touchdown last week. And, uh, you know, he's going to have the best matchup among all the wide receivers that the Saints have this upcoming week here. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there if you're looking for somebody to play this week. Yeah. And just consider what Greg Dortch was able to do against. Exactly. The Niners defense. Exactly. Exactly. He's operating Um, primarily out of the slot, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. 100%. So that's it, guys. That's pretty much what we have. Um, We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, We're not doing a trade show tomorrow, uh, but we're going to be doing a – uh, the quarterback rankings, running back rankings tomorrow. We'll go over some news as well uh, if anything happens between uh, today and tomorrow. And we'll see you guys tomorrow at 
noon Eastern time on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. If you can subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to us. But uh, yeah, for Faraz and Zach, we'll see you guys soon. Take it easy.